Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. My mic isn't working, and that's about right for how this production... Jeez, oh, come on, man. Sorry, team. Hang on one sec. There we go. Headphones up, mic on. We're all set. Alright, I can hear myself through there, and the mute button got hit. Sorry, team. Producing this myself. So, welcome to Locked On Seminoles Instant Reaction. I am your host, Max, and I not super excited to be doing this. Um, not super excited to be doing really anything related to that game. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, well, you picked a uh, heck of a time. We have some great content. I'm sure we'll have great content for you this week. I am in the mobile command center, my parents' house, moving into the permanent command center on Monday in Marietta, Georgia. Now, all that's irrelevant. We're here to talk about the game. Uh, I, you know, I'm stumbling, I'm bumbling, I'm trying to figure out where to start that instant reaction. Um, it was very similar to the game we expected. It just went the other way. 24-21 victory for uh, the Florida Gators. Um, hang on one second, team. Change that title around a bit. And it's... Uh, it is not a fun day to be a Seminole. Um, it's all, you know, there's not really much more you could say. You know, I, I could go through sh through my game notes. I did a halftime show for a bit, um, and I'm gonna look at the advanced box score. But the reality is, you lost a game you really shouldn't have lost. You lost to a team that had an interim head coach that um, had just fired a head coach, had fired coordinators that seemed to be reeling and you gave them exactly the spark they needed in Gainesville by falling 21-20 or 24-21. Uh, I'm going through my game notes here and I'm looking at box scores and such and the reality is special teams cost you this game. Plain and simple. I, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, John Papooch just has no business coming back next year. He doesn't. Uh, you can disagree with me because of the production of Jermaine Johnson, I don't care. That wasn't. That has nothing to do with him. John Papuchas is not Jermaine Johnson's father. He did not give him freakish athletic abilities. He didn't give Kier Thomas the ability to plug holes the way he does. John Papuchas is your special teams coordinator. And the special teams, there's no bleeps on this, but I'm going to use one of these because I only get a few of these, was fucking abysmal. Just awful. I apologize for the language, but it's deserved. I mean, there is nothing else to say about that. You look at this game, and again, I could go through everything here, right? Could go through the 12 drives in the first half. On the last drive, if Jordan Travis slides, we get a field goal there, yeah, maybe it's a tie game. Defense gives up a third and 21 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, okay, you're right. Game maybe looks differently, but here's the thing. Jordan Travis doesn't slide for a reason. Jordan Travis doesn't slide because he doesn't trust the guy that's going to be kicking field goals. Plain and simple. And you could talk all day about Ryan Fitzgerald's long being 52 yards. Great, but the guy also hasn't he missed like three extra points this year. It's not a guy that's going to make a lot of field goals for you. 
It's not a guy you want to put the game in the hands of. So you go to this drive. Here we are. We're on the third drive of the second half. Wilson makes an amazing catch. Completion to the tight end. Travis gets sacked. Travis gets sacked again. And we decide to punt. Mastermano pens him at the one-yard line. We get two run stuffs. And they're going to punt. They're pinned on their own six-yard line right now. Seven to ten game. And what happens? Pokey Wilson muffs the punt. Not only, here's my thing. It's not just that he muffed the punt, right? It wasn't one of these. It wasn't one of, oh gosh, I didn't make it. He wasn't standing in the right place. He was too far forward. He He's running backwards trying to get to a ball and he misses it. And like, why? Do some math, some basic calculations. Look at what is the long for that punter for the season and go stand back there. If his long's 48 yards, go stand 49 yards from where he's punting it from. And run up and catch the ball if you have to. Just an absolutely piss poor effort catching a punt. And it, look, it's something we've seen over and over again this year. I mean, the Miami game almost doesn't go the way it goes. If that punt that rolls into the end zone doesn't make it to the end zone, then we're pinned on the one yard line. And yet, this team, which, I, and I'm going to get to this. A team where we've seen so much improvement. We've seen this team become a wholly different team than the team that lost to Jacksonville State. But the thing we haven't figured out is how to catch a punt. I mean, it's mind-blowing. You know, and then you go to the kicking game. Ball comes in, it's going on the one-yard line. If you don't know this, that's okay. But in college football, if the ball's within the 25, you can do one of these... Call a fair catch, catch the ball anywhere within the 25 to the goal line, and you get the ball in the 25. We try to return it. We get a holding. We start a drive on our five-yard line, or six, whatever it was. I mean, the special teams is awful. And I don't feel bad about starting the show with that. John Papuchas, again, should be fired on the team bus. Get him out of here. He is not good at what he does. He's not. Not any good at coaching special teams. Because if he were, we wouldn't keep having those problems. And we do. So I'm going back here. So it's 7 to 17. Because um, <laughs> we're letting them go 11 for 15 on third down at that point. And that was another theme of the game. Florida State couldn't get off the field. You know, you, you see these things and, and you're like, all right, well, we look okay down to down, but why are we not capitalizing? Well, because again, we couldn't do it when it mattered most. Again, on the fifth drive in the third, uh, in the third or the second half, they were 11 for 15 on third down. Really disappointing stuff. So let's look at the box score real quick before I get off special teams. Expected points added, and I talk about this, is a it's a weird wonky metric. It doesn't really matter exactly how it's calculated. What it's saying is, based on what should have happened in each of the situations you played in, how well did you do? So how many points should an average you know team have been expected to score in those situations, and 
how many points did you add to the expected points? Florida added 6.07 points to what they should have been expected to score on special teams. We subtracted 1.91. That is a 7.98 point swing due to special teams. And that, folks, is what you lost the game by. I wish I had something more. Look, there's more to this game, right? Again, uh, I'm going through my notes here. So 15 yards. If this, is, yeah, the personal fouls were out of control. Um, you, you, I get it's the Florida game. I get you're excited. I get you're energetic. But guys, you get a guy that plays with his helmet off, and I, I don't know why that was such a surprise to the announcers. I mean, I'm not a rule book nerd. I don't study it on a daily basis. I knew that was a penalty. I got a little annoyed when they said, well, what's he supposed to do? Just stop? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. The whistle blows. Uh, When a quarterback decides to just slide, you're supposed to just completely quit the tackle and not target him. So, yeah, that's a penalty. He does that. We should get 15 yards. What do we get instead? We get 15 yards back. I guess it was called on the three, so it's like 18. Then half the distance to the goal because of a chicken shit personal foul because guys can't control their temper. I understand you're heated. I understand it's emotional. Grow up. You want to play big-time college football? Act like it. Plain and simple. That fourth and two, yep, they walk into the end zone. Um, love that run by McLean. Gets in the end zone uh, when it's 24-7. to Look, we made an effort. We did our best to come back. And, you know, I want to look at the season more as a whole instead of just yelling about special teams. Um, This was a team that didn't quit. They kept trying. They did their best. And unfortunately in this game, their best wasn't necessarily good enough. I'm sure we'll reflect on it a ton on Monday. But the reality is, they got three drives taken away, right? Jordan Travis goes down on the second drive. They got to bring McKenzie Milton out for one drive. He throws an interception. They bring out uh, Tay Rod to make a third drive. Useless. Nothing going. Sorry, but it is what it is. And then they gave up a third drive with that muff punt. Really, really hard to give up three drives like that and still win a game. And yet they still brought it within three. A team that's probably more talented than you are. A team with much higher expectations going into the season than you had. But a team that ultimately you could have beat. Like we said, this was a winnable game. I mean, this was a game that had potentially blowout potential if you could have potentially potential. That had blowout potential if you make that team quit. And instead, you lose 24-21 in the swamp. And you take a real shot. You know, I'm not going to act like all of the good is totally gone with the bad because of this loss. We saw a team start 0-4. And then win five of seven. I guess now five of eight. It's not awful. Um, it's a clear build from what you did two years ago. It's a clear build from what you did a year ago. And I think you go into the offseason with some things to be optimistic about. But the reality is you, you still have a lot to be desired on the offensive line. I mean, you look at the, the rushing stats. And we ran 28 times. For 199 yards, 
7.11 yards per play. That's pretty darn good. And you got to think, what if you're behind a better O-line? Does it go better? Because without Travis in there, we saw that there's not much of a running game. You know, a lot of that is his legs being a threat, causing linebackers to freeze. Secondly, the linebacking core, if you look at my notes, which I will put on Twitter, they leave a lot to be desired. I mean, you just can't get a run fit. You can't get tackles in the middle of the field. It's like we either stop them at the, at the line or we have to bring a safety down. I made a note of it. We had two high safeties when it's like second and five with four minutes left because those are the only guys that can stop the run, it seems like, because our linebackers can't do it. And I'm not saying that to just crap all over the linebackers. I'm saying that to put in perspective that this team still has a very long way to go. Um, I would love to have something positive to talk about, something to say, hey, well, you know, at least. But all I've got is at least we didn't quit. At least we tried. Um, I wish this was more organized, and I'm sure Monday's conversation will be more organized. But this is uh, this is this is just a it's a tough loss. It's it's tough to stomach your team going out there when you think you could beat the Gators at home for the first time in three years, four years maybe, and you lose. Um, and I think that the last play was emblematic of what this team has been all season. You drive down the field, you get some adversity, some penalties, you know, you get, get a very weak offensive pass interference call. I, I don't understand, I will say, the, the, the catch in the back of the end zone, not counting. I, under, I, I think the way I interpret it is he caught it, his foot hits, but because he lost possession, he had to reestablish possession inbounds. He doesn't do that fine. But you get a touchdown, you fight hard for it, and then you don't get the ball off the tee on an onside kick. And again, that is a very apt, uh, what's the word? Very apt just example, I guess. I can't think of a better word right now of what this season has been. You do a lot. Seems like you did something right. And then you graze the ball with your foot. It goes two feet off the tee. You have to get an illegal touching penalty or else they get the ball. You give it up. And you don't have an opportunity to go for it. Well, I'm throwing criticism around. I guess I could criticize, uh, what was that, like fourth and eight. You decide to punt it and let your defense get a stop. I don't know why you let them take three minutes off the clock there. To me, that's a coaching staff trying not to get blown out, not trying to win. I think you have to go for that. You, you just you cannot give them three free minutes. And look, if you don't make it on whatever it was, fourth and eight, fourth and nine, where was it? I, I probably wrote it down. Yeah. You, it's third and 15. He runs it up to fourth and nine. If you don't make it there, okay, they maybe they score again. Great. And then it's a 31-14 game instead of a 21-24 game. But that's a risky take. I do not understand letting them run three minutes off the clock there. I, you know, I think, the, I think the team came in too excited. I think the coaching staff maybe wasn't fully ready for this game. 
And I think that we discounted how talented the Florida team is. Yeah, they didn't have great coaching. They didn't even have a head coach, but they had talent. So I'm going to sign off now. Um, I guess really all to take away from it again, you got Florida 24, Florida State 21. You lose three drives, two to, two to the injury of Jordan Travis, one to a muff punt that had no business happening. Looking at the advanced box score, your special teams, swing-wise, were a massive liability, about a 7.98 swing, point swing because of special teams, and that just can't happen. That's something they're going to have to fix going into next year, but um, we'll be here all offseason with Locked On Seminoles, and unfortunately, the season ends on 11-27-21. Now we get to spend eight months looking forward to it. I hope we keep the class together. I hope National Signing Day, early National Signing Day goes well. Until then, I'm Max, and this was a wonderful season, during which I'm grateful to all of you for listening of Locked on Seminoles.